Welcome to the Aristia podcast, where experts talk about excellence. Our podcast format includes a young professional early in their career talking to an expert for academic and industry insights. At some point, we turn the tables around where the expert asks the young professional about their agonies, dreams, and aspirations about their fields. In today's podcast, we have Ambassador Dimitris Karamitsos Giras, Greece's ambassador to Japan, and our young professional is Evan Zarkadas, independent scholar and recent master's history graduate of the University of Maine. Thank you very much, Ambassador Karamitsos Ziras. Uh, it is a great pleasure and honor to have you on our podcast. Um, I will first like to begin with the question of what does Aristia excellence mean to you? And how do you see Aristia play out in your work? Well, uh, hello, and, and thank you very much for the opportunity to contact uh, with, to be in contact with you and uh, through you to, to people who follow. Uh, this uh, very interesting um, uh, line of, of our podcasts. Um, you know, Aristia, in Greece, we have this, this mixed blessing that we, we make reference to, uh, to our historic or uh, past in, in some areas. So Aristia had a specific meaning in ancient times. But in today's terms, if we want to be realistic, Aristia is actually a way of life for a society. Is, is, a way, is, is a set of values that determine how um, a, a, the society operates, works, and, and, and also, um, you know, performs. Um, so Aristia obviously has a, ponotive, a, a positive connotation. Um, as everything else, you know, in exaggeration, you can have negative connotation in terms of social integration of people. So there is a risk that sometimes if you, if you pledge too high standards for Aristia, you may exclude some people, but this is not the idea, uh, the meaning of Aristia that I think you're advocating. Uh, if I understand it correctly, and this is my also personal interpretation, Aristia is aiming at high standards in, in everything you do, professionally, socially, within the family network, uh, and, and on. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, in, term, in terms of Aristia, in, 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 my, in my line of work, um, um, you know, diplomacy has, has some similarities with other professions in nowadays, you know, mobility, moving to other countries. This is a common uh, uh, thing in, in private sector and other jobs as well. But it has a, a distinction that your employer is the state. And technically, your employer is the Ministry of Foreign Affairs or the government, but in reality, you, you represent, sometimes without realizing fully, a nation. So showing Aristia a sense of excellence in the context we just explained um, is, is really much more important and it affects in reality in the, the, the way people see you in, in a broader context. Mm -hmm. Yes, and again, this um, the word it is really um, rough to describe in 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 English. I find uh, because of uh, this multiplicity of meanings as well. 
And it's really interesting to mention that, yes, uh, your profession, of course, you represent a whole country. So Aristia must be this big concept that um, you you have to live by, as you mentioned, a lifestyle. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, so to move on, um, so your record is very broad, so yeah, very vast. And I found uh, just a few things I want to highlight from your record. And please feel free to add more as you wish. Uh, but you joined the Greek uh, Foreign Service in 1983. Um, then you served as the Greek diplomatic missions in Montreal from uh, 89 to 91, as a consul in Cape Town from 91 to 94, and as the first counselor for political affairs in Sofia from 94 to 98. While from 2002 to 2005, you joined the Athens 2004 Olympic Games Organizing Committee, and you served as the Greek's the Greek ambassador to the United Kingdom from 2016 to 2020. Looking back to these early stages of your career, what do you think was your primary motivation or goal? Uh, well, you know, in my particular case, um, I come from a family of diplomats, uh, but uh, my, my primary goal not was not to follow diplomacy. Uh, I wanted to... Um, to seek other options. So I, I, I tried actually law as a starting point of my career. Uh, but then um, I wasn't really inspired up by what particularly I was doing as, as, a, as a young uh, trainee uh, uh, lawyer. And then um, I decided to, to, to refocus both my, my studies and my efforts into the foreign service. And I, I, I never regretted it only, uh, really. Um, the idea of being able, as I said, to, to be in a certain, doing a public service while you're following a career that has so many changes was at the same time inspiring, but also worrisome for me because um, I knew that those constant changes of, of where you would live. And don't forget that in 83, uh, contact, contacts, uh, uh, electronic contact with people. Social media did not exist or slowly mm -hmm. were very at the, at the very beginning. So that was a concern for me that I, that would personally be um, isolating me from my natural environment, friends, family, and others. As a matter of fact, my father, who, was, who I mentioned was a diplomat, he told me, don't follow this, this career because there will be three negative things. It's a, I'm sorry, it's an anecdote, but I'm happy to say it. He said, first thing, you will uh, never be able to, to have a family because um, a wife will not probably follow you, want to follow you around the world. Second, you probably won't have many friends by changing the time. And third, uh, you won't make money in the sense of, of uh, another career offers, uh, uh, but of course you will live a comfortable uh, uh, life, um, um, pro what is provided by your employer, but that's it. I think he was he was wrong on, only to the to one of the three that um, uh, money, in the sense that other uh, options provide uh, as as gains, options, stocks, successes, private sector, or others, the public service doesn't give you. But um, I never regret it um, uh, altogether. Now. Um, so what prompted me was this intriguing aspect of 
represented actually a small country in, 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 in around the world, but a country that has issues and concerns, has still open uh, concerns, is still is part of, of a world that is not um, the simplest uh, neighborhood, if I want to put it in that terms, with uh, with uh, a quiet, quiet and easy living neighborhood. So which means that your diplomatic action has to be stronger and harder. So this, this, this was a challenge. And also the fact that coming from a small uh, country of Europe, um, you need to see the world as a young person. You need to expand your, your impressions. And, um, you know, sometimes you go to places that you cannot really do that because the conditions are not good. But in most places, you have to find a way uh, to adapt quickly and perform your duties, but also have a private life that is interesting. Hmm. So how did um, so how did your idea before you shifted to this um, mental mental state where you saw diplomacy and international relations as something meaningful to engage to change after you were in the field? Did anything change? Well, you know, personally, I think my 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 sort of uh, first um, reaction not to opt for the, this this job was a, a sense of of doing something of my own. You know, I never wanted to do uh, to, to follow a family career. Although, you know, diplomacy or even service anywhere is not a career, a family family career. This we're not talking about a company or or, or a shop. Uh, the second thing is that. Um, um, it was maybe at the beginning a sense of a, of a reaction, if you want, that um, I wanted to follow uh, my my own path, um, which you know eventually I did, but <laughs> in the same field that uh, my, my father did. But uh, I, I I did not live with my parents around the world, so I stayed quite a long time in Greece and attended school in Greece. So it, I was not the typical. A diplomat child that uh, you know speaks only foreign languages, but not his home uh, uh, state, uh, home country language. So I attended Greek schools. I, I stayed in Greece as much as as I, I could. Not staying with my parents, but also with other family members. So I was a fully integrated, um, you know, Greek, if I may say so. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, you know the, the, the career is tempting. It's tempting. It has a lot of difficulties. And you know, when people ask me today if I want to recommend someone to follow the career, I'm, I'm very cautious. And I ask also um, the young um, person who in, who thinks about it to consider it very carefully, because the the difficulties of this career on a personal level and on, also on the social level, are not insignificant. Yes, yes, I can imagine. I, you know, personally, and I mean, the everyday person doesn't probably see a lot of people that go in, in, into this field. So the difficulty of the field and the, the uniqueness of it, it's, it's fascinating yeah. at the same time, but it's, it's also something that is uh, serious. Um, yeah. Which leads me to my next question of um, how do you see the importance of this field of work and um, this service in today's world? 
Well, you know, the, let's see the current developments now, mm -hmm. the, 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 the crisis that uh, ensued in Europe after the Russia's invasion to Ukraine. Um, and um, diplomacy was the main tool to avert it. It did not succeed, not because diplomacy did not use all the tools it had and it did not take the effort. It did not succeed for other reasons because the aim of the aggressor was, um, was exclusively to, to invade for, its, for their own reasons. So they will not open themselves to diplomatic efforts. But we saw a, a full-fledged diplomatic activity in all levels, state levels, EU, uh, world level, UN, everywhere you can see. And there you saw also that um, Russia uh, attempted and successfully blocked um, these activities, especially the UN where they could by using the veto, but also in, in, uh, in actually sort of misleading um, its interlocutors um, before, before the, the, the invasion by, by, by saying that there was no intention to invade, but they just wanted to get some reassurances. Um, the, the, there is also a weak point of the uh, diplomatic efforts. Uh, uh, you see, there is a, a series of countries around the world that are still not seeing what we, mostly in the West, in other parts, and I say in other parts because I, we also see it here in Japan, where I'm talking to you from, um, that uh, um, they also see it the same way, an aggression for what it is, an aggression that is unprovoked. But uh, there, are, there are significant countries around the world, also in terms of its size, uh, their size, that are still hesitant. Uh, and this is a failure of diplomacy, if, if you want. Uh, in the sense that um, we were all hoping to mobilize them. Of course, the aggression was uh, condemned by almost everyone, overwhelmingly in the General Assembly of the United Nations. Uh, but there again, you saw some notable um, abstentions, notable in, in terms of uh, how big this, these countries were. Uh, so diplomacy still has a lot of work to do not only in ending to, towards ending this war, which is also the job of diplomacy, not only towards making sure that um, uh, refugees and other people and other uh, people who are affected by this can, can, can find some either um, secure refuge or solace, but also in terms of convincing uh, um, those nations that are still hesitant that the rule of law international law, uh, the status quo has to be respected. Otherwise, we there will be anarchy in the world. Which makes me wonder what, what really gets you there, what prepares you for, for, for situations like this or any situation, because it's such a, a multifaceted uh, job, if you might say. Um, and yeah. I'm assuming experience plays I, I a big it, part I in this. Yes, I think experience um, helps you, but also you, you're, not, you're not alone in most cases. You have instructions by your authorities. And when I say your authorities, it's of course the Minister of Foreign Affairs, the State Department, if we want to talk to the US terms, but um, authorities also from the whole administration in every case. 
So, but there are cases that you cannot get instructions. There are cases that you don't have communications. There are cases that, um, you know, imagine in, in, in a war area at the time where you, there was no internet, no satellite telephones. Um, so people had to improvise. And maybe now things are, are more difficult because in the sense that the knowledge, but also the information travels faster than you. Um, so you are also very much exposed of what is happening around you, things that you may not know and you find out through other sources and you're not sure whether these other sources are correct. And also uh, at, at the same pace as a lightning pace uh, comes the information, but also comes uh, the criticism, comes sometimes um, the negative uh, aspects, the intended, um, 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 you know, dispute of what your country is doing in that area. So while you're doing something that you think it's correct, then you, you find yourself in a position when you, you may attract controversy. I mean, this was, clearly the case in, UK, in Ukraine again, where you know a lot of misinformation was floated around and, and nobody really knew who were uh, the, the good guys and the bad guys, if I may say so. Yeah. But it's, it's a tricky situation that you may find yourself in more than once. <laughs> it definitely sounds like it, absolutely. So that's a nice segue, actually, to my next question that I prepared is uh, so from your vast professional re record, going back in time a little bit, um, what stands out to me is the fact that you were in South Africa when the transfer of power uh, from the apartheid took place in 1994. Um, so did historic historical experiences like this taught you anything valuable that you carry with you since then and um, that has helped you become a better diplomat? Uh, well, uh, obviously, the time you spend uh, in a country uh, marks you in many ways. But it's true that there are instances where uh, things that are happening during, during your, your, your time of service have, have a, a wider meaning. You mentioned the transition uh, uh, from um, um, the apartheid time to the to democracy in South Africa. And I was fortunate uh, enough to live it there while you know it was at the same time a time of agitation a time of, of um, some sense of violence uh, a time of constant and daily demonstrations that uh, were becoming more open and in some cases more violent at the beginning but at the same time you you, you were amazed by by the maturity especially of the two leaders uh, Mandela and the clerk of the time that um, Managed to to control each one his side and move together to a joint plan. Um, you know the same applies. Um, after South Africa, I was in in in, in our neighboring to Greece, Bulgaria, um, and I lived the exasperation and and the, the disappointment of people who had just come out of um, the communist system without any warning, without any preparation, almost overnight. Uh, yeah. And they were left without the means that the system provided them, the basic means of survival before uh, 
like you know, heating, housing, education, um, hospitalization, doesn't matter at what level, but they were provided. And then you entered one day into a totally a market economy system where people did not have enough money even to pay gas. And even this, the state did not have enough money to buy uh, gas and, uh, and uh, uh, natural gas to, to, to provide to the citizens, even if they were willing to pay. So, uh, you know, uh, and, and living this uh, process in, in a neighboring country also affects you more in the sense that you know that, um, you know, with a twist of history, things would have been different. Uh, you know, it, it, it's a list that sometimes are issues that may affect you personally, but uh, they're not so great as instances. Uh, my, my, my term of the UN uh, at the UN was also significant for me because I think the multilateral diplomacy is a field more open to smaller countries because there you have to seek coalitions and groupings to get more support, which you cannot do on a face-to-face -face in a bilateral relations when, when your country is not strong enough in this pairing uh, with another country. Um, so there again, you know, all our, all our, what we call the national issues, the national open issues, um, the threat we're facing uh, from our neighbor and, and um, issues also to take care of the uh, diaspora's rights around the world and other issues. The eventually Cyprus question, of course, they come to the UN uh, and uh, hoping to, to, to find a way of, of solving it, um, a way that would be um, internationally recognized, but also equitably, equitable, which probably cannot be achieved through my bilateral relationship. Um, so, it, it, is, it is a point of reference every time, every posting is a point of, is a point of reference. Um, and, um, you know, for instance, in the UK, which is a friendly country, former member of the EU, where we have um, a great, a, a great, just um, what I with great um, um, influence in the country and, and great recognition, still Brexit also, in some sense, um, threatened this uh, coexistence. But of course, at the end, uh, wiser thoughts um, um, led to, to an amicable solution that still, still is, is, has left some issues open between the EU and the UK. But uh, at the end, it was also a very great experience because Brexit for me was a very remarkable part of European history. And um, it hasn't left fully its 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 mark um, in our in our era yet. Yes, absolutely. And there's still issues that are, as you mentioned, there are being wor wor worked out as we speak. I imagine. Yes. So that's wow. That's a packed, <laughs> a packed topic, as we can imagine. Um, so, in your point of view, how can someone? excel in the diplomacy field or in the diplomacy career path? What would be your advice? Well, as I mentioned earlier, um, there are some requirements um, um, that you may have, and I'm not talking about requirements of excellency since we're in the, in the discussion and the framework of Aristia, but I'm 
requirements of determination that you have to know that that the job you're getting on board and you have to know it's it's uh, 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 what this job will demand of you of you of your personal life because it will, you will need to sacrifice some parts of your personal life maybe more than in other jobs um, and also it requires that you will um, you will have to to be sometimes left far away and alone of what is your uh, professional environment, your, your head office and others, but also your family environment. Mm -hmm. But I think this is counterbalanced by the fact that um, it's so challenging um, to, do, to do this job. It's so challenging to advocate uh, what is Greece about? To try and sell a quotation and out of quotation, uh, Greece and its, its products and its activities and its its culture and its people uh, and generally what the, the the nation, the country and the nation has to offer around the world. So in terms of public diplomacy, is also very challenging. But you have to be willing to to go ahead and do it. And you have to be you have to be courageous, and you have to be also uh, forthcoming. Um, I advise everyone against talking when they have not some if they, when they don't have something important to say, because you know there are open doors around the world, uh, but you have to say something of substance. Otherwise, these doors will not open again. So. Um, I say this because sometimes the public has this opinion that, um, well, a what does a diplomat do? A diplomat, you know, attends events uh, and talks about it and creates friendships. Well, it's not a social gathering that you're attending anywhere. And it's not, it's not a light uh, um, task that you're undertaking. You can use light discussion to become friends, to, to to new to meet people, but your job is is something more than that. You are, as I said, an advocate of positions. You are a salesman. You are an artistic promoter. You are a touristic promoter. But all these have to be done, um, you know, um, with tools that someone gives you, obviously, but also with with the most uh, seriousness and and also a sense of duty. But you can have fun at the same time, obviously, at least in some countries where the society is more open. I've, mm -hmm. As I said, I talked to you from Japan, where I took my, um, my, my, my duties as ambassador only three months ago. And, you know, while this is a very um, welcoming uh, and uh, highly intellectual society, um, opening doors is not easy always. Uh, it's not only a language barrier, it's also uh, a, a different philosophical approach to, to life and issues. So you have to work diligently and hard and with care to open doors. Yes, I, I always thought that the skill of um, adapting to culture, um, it's, it's, um, it's something that nobody teaches you, but you really have to be on it. For, you really have to be on top of it in many ways, especially in, in, in professions like yours. Um, 
for example, I'm, I moved from Greece into the United States. I had to learn a whole new culture and uh, it was, it was, it, it's definitely a skill that um, can be mastered <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, as I said, it's, it's an ongoing and constant education in this job. So mm-hmm. in, in, your, in your early stages, you're part of a bigger group. Of course, you're not. So you, you, you tend to learn from, not only from your peers within the Greek embassy, mission, consulate, whatever, but also with your, from your peers in, 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 the, in the business uh, who are not, who are foreigners. Uh, but, you know, there are always um, um, not so good examples to follow sometimes. So you have to make your own judgment. Um, but, you know, this doesn't make diplomacy distinct from other jobs. I think what makes diplomacy different from other jobs is also this, is this combination that you have to be prepared to make these personal level sacrifices to attend this job and also to have a very wide spectrum of uh, of tools to use because your, your job becomes sometimes so wide, so vast field that you cannot specialize, but you have to, to do the best to specialize in many fields. Yes. And I assume mentors are a big part of this. As, as you mentioned, you have to kind of learn it practically. Yes. Um, yes. Absolutely. I think, uh, at least from the way I grew up and all of this, I, uh, I think the idea of the, of the ambassador or the diplomat uh, talking about culture, uh, it, the way I grew up, it has like a higher standard. I don't know if this is the way it is today in, in our world, in, in today's society, but um, again, that's my personal opinion and what I was taught. It's that it's, it's such a, I don't know, higher standard position, but um, of course, as we mentioned, it, it, it gets built upon. It's, uh, yes. it's well, something, you, yeah. You know, it, it is, it is. If you study the, let, let's take the basic uh, uh, and not the, the end game goal. Um, to enter the foreign service in Greece, I suppose many countries have, a, each country has its own system, but many countries are similar. You have to do, to go through a rigorous exam, which is eliminatory at each phase. You have to get a, a, a certain grade above average to continue the next phase. And then part of the curriculum there is also economy, culture, besides the obvious, which is, you know, international law, law and Mm -hmm. and other issues, history, uh, literature. So, and you are being examined for this in in written and oral form. The, 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 The whole exam takes about two weeks, 10 days. Uh, and uh, you're examined by, by um, you know, uh, academic uh, professors uh, or, or um, international relations uh, uh, professors uh, mm-hmm. in all these fields. And this is to make sure that you have the basics, which you have to develop over time. Yeah, so it, it is, it is an, an ongoing uh, process of, of learning. It's, it's lifelong learning. It's not only doctors who have, really have lifelong learning. Another, of course, professions that require updating all the time. Diplomacy does, sometimes more so because every time you change 
a posting in a country, you have also to dip, dig into the, the culture and the history of the country you're going to more than the knowledge, the general knowledge that you have. For sure, yes. Yeah, wow. <laughs> it is. It's something that you really... Your I hope mind this, is not put, this is not putting off people who are interested. In the oh, I hope I not as well. My yes, intention uh, was to entice them. <laughs> well, I think that, as you mentioned, um, it is something that you really aspire to go to do. It's not something that you wake up one day and you say, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. I think there's some... Yeah. The person that wants to do it will do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. Well, um, I believe we're close to at the end of our time. I really do appreciate all of your time today uh, from your to, from your schedule, and I have one closing question for you. Mm -hmm. um, in a perfect setting, where will you go for dinner? Who will you invite if it was any person in the world? What will be served, and what music will be playing in the background? Mm -hmm. Well, um, besides um, having dinner with my wife, well, which, you know, diplomats, not, not, it's not obvious that they have often because they have uh, engagements, social engagement, or sometimes they live far away from the family. But, you know, my, 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 I would be very much tempted if I could get together about, you know, young um, professionals, um, in, in um, you know, entrepreneurs, upcoming entrepreneurs, or also people in young politicians in public service, I mean, from emerging countries and economies. That's it, 10 countries, let's say. So India, you know, Brazil, we, 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 we make the list. This is very easy. And sit down with them and, and see whether what they are thinking about is actually how much difference is what I think is the the international agenda right now, because I, I, I believe that uh, there is a big part of the world has its own uh, motivation, uh, priorities and thinking that sometimes we lack in the Western world, I mean, and I, in the Western world in the sense that um, Greece is part of the EU, is part of the Western Alliance, so it's, uh, and, and I, would, I would like to, to sit down and discuss with them a, a, a series of issues. Uh, and obviously, since we're going to do that, we will have ethnic food of two or three ethnicities and uh, uh, suitable music. But I would be interested to, to, to be part of this discussion or even follow it discreetly without being in attendance that would may put off some people if they have a, an older generation Western diplomat around uh, and, um, and, and see what are the priorities? What is the agenda of these young people of the emerging societies, economies or, or societies around the world? I suppose this would be a very interesting uh, discussion. I'm sure that maybe some of it I will not be able to follow or to assess right away because they will talk about things I don't know. Uh, but um, I, I would be very much um, tempted to do that.
That's great. Well, Ambassador, thank you very much. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you very much. Same to you. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity to, to talk with you. Thank a you. huge thank you to Ambassador Dimitris Karamitsos Giras, Greece's Ambassador to Japan, and Evan Zarkadas, Independent Scholar and recent Master's History graduate of the University of Maine. For this podcast, Aristia in 30 Minutes, where experts talk about excellence. Thank <music> you.